Uh, let me take a minute to introduce myself. I, uh, many of you haven't met me. My name is Ricky, and I'm one of the pastors here at the Rock Church. I've been here with Pastor Miles for about 11 years, almost just shy of 11 years. I know, it's crazy, and I'm only 24, so it's, uh, we've been working together since I was a kid. Uh, I, I just uh, I, I want to let you know your pastor is right now. He's with his wife. And they're enjoying some much needed rest and they're together and they're, uh, they're doing exactly what he tells us to do. They're modeling that, right? So he asked me if I'd pinch hit for him and I, I said, yes, it's awesome. Uh, and when you preach here, apparently they, they give you the best parking. It's crazy. Uh, <clears throat> we'll get to that in a minute. But before we do, I, I just want to acknowledge all of, uh, all of our campuses. You know, I, for some of you that are new, we're one church, but we have five locations counting this Point Loma camp- campus where I'm at. We have them all over. And I'm just wondering, just for a few minutes before we start, would you all help me in giving some love to the campus pastors? Let me, let's do this. In San Marcos, their campus pastor is Jason. Can we give Jason some love? What's up, San Marcos? There he is. In San Ysidro, their campus pastor is Travis. Can you give Travis some, some love? Yep. What's up, Travis? In East County, that's normally where I am, but we got Mike Humphreys. He's like not even 30 yet, and he's carrying that whole campus today. Would you give Pastor Mike some love? Doug. And then right down mid-city, there's a campus that, that is known as City Heights. Pastor Micah said I did it wrong, so it's called City Heights, right? And then Pastor Micah would always go, that's right. Give it up to Pastor Micah. And then right here at Point Loma, for those of you that come to this campus, there is none better than Pastor Marcus. He's, he's one of my good friends. Pastor Marcus, look at him, look at him. <laughs> We also have this thing called microsites, so they're just mini this on the side of buildings and behind grocery stores and laundromats. And there's a young lady who's one of our, our pastors that runs that. Her name is Esley. Would you give Esley some love? She's out there at the microsite. What's that microsite? Finally, we want to say hello to everybody who's tuning in from Donovan and from Juvenile Hall and all over the world. For those of you that are following us because you were here at one point and now you're serving our country all over the globe. We're glad you're with us. And family, can we give them some love? Yeah. Uh, would you join me as we pray for our pastor to get some rest? Would you uh, join me on your feet if you can, if you'd stand up? We're just going to pray our pastor would be filled today and rested and come back next week. And by the way, uh, our, our relationship series is going to continue. It's, it's, we're we're going to hit it today, and when it's coming back next week, you'll, you'll hear more from our pastor. Lord, we thank you so much for an opportunity that we have to get together as your people all over the globe, God, all throughout San Diego and laundromats and in other campuses, and we're just, we're so, uh, we're, this is an awesome family, God. Thank you that I have the vantage point of, of just seeing how big our family is, God, and I pray you'd use this family uh, to really make a difference in, in their communities, wherever they are, God. We bless you. We pray for our pastor to be uh, blessed today, rested today, fulfilled up today, that you would give him and Debbie just a, a sweet time together as they enjoy each other's company and your presence and we pray this in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Could you just say hi to somebody who's by you? Just say a quick hi as you take your seat wherever you are here on the other campuses. Say hi. Don't ignore each other. That's really, really important. For those of you that have been with us the last several weeks, we've been on this series called Hashtag Relationship Goals. And I just want to give you some framework as we continue today. We're going to look at those relationship goals that you have that potentially are going to be hijacked by whoever you're inviting into that relationship today. Specifically, if you've been with us on week one, Pastor Miles introduced in Genesis chapter one, we read this, that 
that God created, right? And it said in Genesis 1.26, he says, let us make mankind in our image. In our image, we'll make mankind. So in, in God creating the world, he was modeling actually what we see and who God is, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. There's three in one, three distinct and one. And, and that's relationship, that's community. And he starts off in, when he creates man, humanity, Okay, he gives us community. You see that in Genesis 2.18. We talked about that in week three. And this is what happened in Genesis 2.18. It says the Lord, they, they had made man and it was good. And, and, and man was with all the animals and, and taking care of them. And, and then they said this. The, the Lord said, it is not good for this man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. And, and this is community, the first community. Now, some of you may read that and you hear like, that sounds a little a little strange. Ladies, maybe you think, well, you know, this man is, is, is alone. It's not good. Let's make him an administrative assistant. It sounds like that, right? <laughs> a helper that's suitable. It kind of, if, if first glance, it seems, a, a, it doesn't seem that flattering if you're of the female persuasion. But let me explain to you this word helper. Okay. I just want you to say this word, ladies, just ladies. Guys, don't say it. Ezra. Ladies, say Ezra. Ezra. Okay. I want you to understand Ezra is rescuer. And this word Ezer, which is the same word used here, helper, is the word that we see all through scripture as God is our Ezer, our rescuer, our helper. So ladies, he has created you to be the rescuer. How many ladies know your man needs some rescuing? <laughs> guys are mad at me right now. That's okay. You do. Believe me. Uh, suitable. Okay. So he's going to make a helper suitable. Okay. This word suitable is one that's in, in the Hebrew is different than any, any word we have it in our English language, but we'll, we'll use a word that sounds very similar, okay? So this, this suitable, it means similar but opposite, okay? So similar but opposite. It's going together like opposites is essentially what it is. So you got a, a puzzle piece. I want you to think about a puzzle piece and another puzzle piece. Together, they make a puzzle. They are similar but opposite. They're very different, right? The body has all kinds of Corinthian cells. The body is all full of different pieces and parts, but together they make one body. And that's why from the beginning, it's been better to be in community than by yourself. How many of you know you're stronger in community? You're stronger with other people than you are by yourself. Uh, you may be strong by yourself, but with other people, you can be invincible. You may be strong uh, alone in, in, your, in your just natural ability, but with the Holy Spirit, you're invincible, right? I want to read where, where Ecclesiastes have to say about this. Don't turn there, but Ecclesiastes, one of the, the wisest men, he writes this, two are better than one because they have a better return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up, but pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Essentially, that's what this whole hashtag relationship goal is about. It's about our relationship with God and how significant and important you need God and how significant and important our relationship with other humans are. Uh, would you do me a favor on every campus, wherever you are here, Point Loma or in East County and San, San Marcos, if, if, you, if you're a guy and you've ever at, your, at any point in your life bench pressed in a gym, you've bench pressed 250 pounds or more, would you stand to your feet wherever you are? Stand to your feet. Yeah, you, okay. Now, hold on. I just, I didn't say if you were dreaming about bench pressing 200. I said if you've actually, all you, so the, in Point Loma, there's a whole bunch of people on their feet. I know there's some people in East. Richie, sit down. You did not bench press. <laughs> Pastor Travis, you better sit down. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. It was not. Okay, but look around on every campus. There's a bunch of really strong guys here, right? Really? How come the ladies are cheering here? Yeah, there are, you know, like. I saw this, here in Point Loma, there's a lady over here that just got her business cards out. She's like, uh-huh. 
If I was to pick just one guy, you, and say, come up here and we're going to battle, I probably would lose because you look very intimidating. If, if, for those of you that are not here, he's like, I'll just say he would have to watch his head on the screen if he was standing on this stage. That's all you need to know, right? Uh, and I want to say, you guys can have a seat. Thank you for standing. I, I want to say one strong guy is strong until he has enough against him and then he'll fall. You may think you're the strongest individual. You don't even need God. You're so strong. And I'm going to tell you here today, you're wrong. You're wrong. Uh, Some of you in this place, you may say, I'm a Christian. I'm good. I don't need anybody else. You're wrong. You're wrong. Hashtag relationship goals is all about creating a right relationship between you and your creator. And then creating right relationships between you and other creations, creatures, humans, people. Uh, if you have a Bible, I want you to open it to Philippians chapter 3. Uh, and, and if you're, at this point, if you're still, uh, you're still, you haven't heard a word I said, but because, because behind me, there's a car. And that's all you paid attention to. How many ADD people do we have in the house? <laughs> so all you heard me say was, blah, 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 car, blah, 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 car, right? You can tell a lot about someone by what they drive, Right? Sometimes. I mean, so I'm going to show you. This is my car. Take a, take a look at this picture. This is my car. Uh, and by looking at the picture right away, you're going, oh, he's into the classics. And you're right. That there is a 2003 Honda CRV. It's gray. It's got stock wheels. It is. So here's the thing. Like, I try to keep it in the garage because I want to keep it nice. You know, someday it's going to be worth some money. So I, I, I borrowed my friend Julio's car, you know, because whatever. Uh, I didn't want to mess up the CRV. So this is my friend Julio's car. And, and I, I just want to tell you, I mean, uh, do I need to say any more? You know what I mean? Like this thing is, uh, this is probably for those of us that grew up in the best decade of all time, the 80s. <laughs> How many of you, on all campuses, raise your hand if you were born in the 80s. Man, man, I babysat people like you. I mean, <laughs> we're going to get to this car. For now, wherever you are, would you say windshield? And rearview mirror. Why is this car up here? Because I think there's something very significant about you and your relationship with your father and relationship with other humans that we can see in contrast and comparison to a car. And all of you have seen a car. Many of you have a car. I mean, if, if, if this is the first car you've seen, that's strange. But uh, this is a car. Okay, so for now, I want you to turn to Philippians 3 if you haven't already done so. And I'm going to read this. This is what... Paul, he's the guy who's writing a letter to, most of the New Testament is letters that he's written to the church. He's like a traveling evangelist, traveling pastor. He's writing this church in Philippians, in, in the, not in the Philippines. I used to think it was the Philippines. He's not writing the Philippines. He's writing Philippi. He says this, I want you to know Christ. Yes, to know the power of his resurrection and participate in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death and so somehow attaining the resurrection from his dead. He wants you to know Jesus. And he says this, verse 12, not that I have already obtained it, all of this, but uh, I, it is, I'm going, that's my goal. And I press on and take, to take hold of Christ Jesus as he has took, taken hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself to have already taken hold of it. But one thing I do, Forgetting what is behind me and straining towards what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Say windshields and say rearview mirrors. 
Uh, he says that the relationship with your, your walk with the Lord, your relationship with God, your Christianity is kind of like this. My arm looks huge right now, right? Uh, it's, in every car, you have this big piece of glass. That's where you're going, and you can look all over. You can see to the far right, to the far left, as far as front as you can. But then uh, in the middle of that piece of glass is this, this, this little thing we call a rearview mirror. And this is, is what's behind you. Uh, somebody in East County, one of, our, one of our guys there pulled me aside and said, you know what most people they have a problem with? Staring at the rearview mirror when they got this whole windshield ahead of them, right? If you stare at your rearview mirror, you're going to hit somebody. You're going to go off the road. You're going to be in trouble. Today, there is literally from a picture of a car, an illustration of a car, because here's the thing. You may be ADD like me. I, you know, I, I was going to read a book one time. It's called Attention Deficit. Anyway, so uh, here's, the, here's the thing. There's like three different positions in this car that I believe that you can, every time you see your car, will go, I need, to keep, I need to keep that perspective. And I want you to ask about the relationships that are pe- people around you. And, and we're going to compare that to this, this because we're moving forward, as Paul said. We're not living in the past. We're moving forward. And we need a clean, clean windshield. We need to not stare at that rearview mirror. But there's three different positions in this car that will keep you from moving forward if you're not careful. Uh, I want you, if you're taking notes, I want you to write number one. I want you to write shotgun. Everybody say shotgun. How many of you still, when you're walking up to somebody's car and you're going on a trip, you yell shotgun. You yell that. Is that like an 80s thing? That's an 80s thing, huh? For those of you that a few minutes ago on every campus that rose, I was born in 19, you know, whatever, 2016. Uh, Shotgun is when you're walking up to somebody's car and they're driving and then you call out the next best seat in the entire car. Shotgun. And that's that seat right over there. You know that? And you want that seat because you have access to the stereo. You can adjust the temperature, right? Uh, you, can, you can roll the window down. Check this out. This is the best ever. Uh, roll the window. You know, like still to this day, when we want someone to put their window down, we do this, right? But this is like the last car on the planet that you actually have to do this. I mean, there's, now it's just, just a button. Just, you know, push the button. And we sit in the shotgun because... Because we want to influence our driver. I want you to listen to Corinthians. This is that same guy now. He's writing this church in Corinth. He's writing the Corinthians. And, and he's disturbed because he who's just there. He set up this church. And there's all these, these people growing in their faith. And then he leaves. He, he spent some time in jail because of sharing faith and traveling. And he hears, oh, they've gone super sideways in their faith. Okay, this is what happened. Oh, they had these... Uh, these people come in there called Judaizers. A Judaizer was a, a true Jewish person that believed they were the remnant of Israel still. And they, they rejected Jesus Christ as the Messiah. Uh, then there was the agnostics. So the agnostics would teach that Jesus, that we saw crucified, was just spirit. He wasn't body. So all that pain or whatever, that wasn't real. That was just, he's just spirit. And they were influencing this church. And this church had gotten away from this book and away from Jesus. And they had all kinds of philosophies they were buying into. In 1 Corinthians Paul says this, do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. And then he gives it to him. He says, come back to your senses. Like, what's wrong with you guys? Come back to your senses. And he goes on to say, stop sinning. You're being ignorant of God. If it sounds like a harsh word, it is a harsh word. They had the truth. They, they kind of just let it go because they were being influenced. And Next to your notes, if you write this, shotgun, I want, to, I want you to ask yourself this question. Who is influencing you away from God? 
If there's somebody that's influencing you and you know the things that they're influencing with are not godly, are, are not representative of where he wants you in your life, and they're sitting in that seat, it's time that they probably get out of that seat. Would you just write that name down, a first name that comes to your mind, someone who influences you? Now, you may go, well, what's, you know, how do I know for sure this is a bad influence? Well, there's going to be side effects of their relationship with you, okay? Uh, there's going to be side effects. You know, I was, I, was listening to the, I was listening to a commercial and was trying to sell us some wonderful drug that was going to change everybody's life, right? And it said, this drug's going to make you better. It's going to be awesome. You'll love it. There's like butterflies and fields and people leaping through fields. And this drug's going to change your life. And at the end of the commercial, before it was over, it said, uh, these are some common side effects to this drug that you need. Okay, uh, stomach discomfort, cough, hoarseness, uh, decreased appetite, diarrhea, fast, or shallow or uh, breathing, uh, fever, chills, general feeling of discomfort, lower back pain, muscle pain, pain in uh, different uh, places in your body, sleeplessness, anxiety, blurred vision, chest discomfort, cold sweats, coma, confusion. You know, let's just stop at coma. You know what you need? You need a drug that potentially could cause you a coma. It's going to be great. What are some side effects of a shotgun passenger, a relationship with someone who's pulling you away from God? I'll tell you, it's lack of prayer, lack of reading the Bible, lack of attending church, lack of seeking God. It's focusing on your rearview mirror instead of your windshield. Okay, and that's more than likely a friend. Let me ask you this. But if you wrote your spouse's name, I said write down that person that's having it, and you wrote your spouse's name, let me just address that for a minute. Okay, once you become husband and wife, I do that a lot. I've married over 100 people since I've been a pastor. I pronounce you husband and wife, kiss the bride. I, I'm going to tell you at that point, that's a covenant. It's not a contract. America will get you, or any, anywhere, will get you out of that contract. Ameri- uh, you know, but America isn't the law. God said that's a covenant, and I'm going to encourage you. Now, there's a lot of pain it's so a lot of circumstances I have no idea, no clue. And I want to tell you, if you've gone through a divorce, then there's healing. There, there's definitely healing. It's not the unforgivable sin. But if the name you wrote down as a bad influence was your spouse, I'm going to tell you something. AJ and Heather, oh yeah, they were headed different directions. They were living, I'm going to go that way, you're going to go that way. Here's the papers, all you got to do is sign. And right now, they're probably sitting in the front row in East County together worshiping, right? There's, there's Carrie and there's Ryan. I mean, I could go on and on of relationships that were split. If this person's having a bad influence, get help. If your spouse will accept help, we can help you. The Rock Church has on every campus and including the microsites, we will get help to you, okay? However, if it's a friend, a fiance, a boyfriend or girlfriend, here's my statement. All gloves are off. All gloves are off. You hear me? Well, I spent a lot of money for a ring. You're going to spend a lot more if that ring keeps you with that girl if she's influencing you in the wrong way. Let me ask you this. Uh, ladies, how in the world, okay, is he going to love you like Christ loved the church if he doesn't know Christ and he doesn't go to church? Ain't happening. And I'm going to tell you something right now. Ladies, on every campus, look into the, I'm going to look into the camera so everybody sees. You are worth more than whatever he's saying you're worth. I promise you. You hear me? Fellas, well, you don't understand, man. She is fine. And I'm missionary dating. You hear that? Like, I'm just going to, I'll eventually tell her about Jesus, but she looks so good, Ricky. Uh, I, I'm going to, just, just for a minute, just time out. Uh, many of you know my wife. She leads worship here in East County and some of the other. Uh, you've seen my wife. Have you? The blonde? That, my wife? I mean, 
are you, are you serious? She is like gorgeous. My wife, that a lot of times when people see us together, the first thought they have of me is, oh, he must be rich. <laughs> then when they find out I'm a pastor, their second thought is, man, prayer must really work. I'm going to start praying today. <laughs> but if I only married her because she was so good looking, I'm in trouble. Let me tell you about my wife. She loves Jesus more than she loves me. She has intelligible conversation. She's smart. She has creativity. She's a great mom. She loves our kids. She loves God so much that sometimes she says no to me. Praise the Lord. More than that, she says yes to me. Yes. But most of the time, if there's something that she says, you know, it's, it's, she's listening to God. I mean, I'm going to tell you how much Botox will work until you run out of money for Botox. And then everything's head south, right? So just... Listen to me. Go deeper than just attraction. Uh, Some of you need to decide right now, okay? The windshield is foggy. The only way to get it foggy is get rid of the influence that's fogging up that windshield. Get them out. You got to make that decision. Uh, Next thing, number two, I want you to write back seat. Back seat. Uh, I'm going to appeal to you Christians, okay? So this is... What I'm defining as Christians, every campus, if you're listening online, okay, if you've confessed with your mouth Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart God raised him from the dead, according to this book, you're saved. God bless you, brother. And, and here's, here's what you need to understand. John 1, John 1 tells, 1 John tells us that, that, that you are literally, literally, if you confess your sins, he's wiped your slate clean. So that's a Christian. And not someone perfect, not someone on a church staff, not someone who has all figured out. I mean, that's the definition of the Christian. And, and by the way, it's not mine. It's in, this, it's in this Bible. Okay? Let me talk to you, Christian. Do you know that we have a very clear instruction about who's in our backseat? I'm going to tell you, some of us, we get into our cars every Sunday. Uh, we load them up, maybe the family even, and we head off to church. And we get to church, and we have a good time at church. And then we go right back into our car, and we head home. The problem is, we got all this space back here, and it's empty. It's empty because our next-door neighbor, well, he may think I'm goofy, or, or my teammate, they'll make fun of me, or my teacher, they hate me, or my mom, my dad, whoever it is, somebody should be sitting in that back seat because it is literally a matter of life or death, family. It's a matter of life or death. Jesus puts it this way, therefore, go and make, all, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. Okay, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I am with you all the days of your life for the end of the age. This is one of the last things he says before he ascends. Now he gives us help. He gives us the Holy Spirit. It's not just on you. And he gives us help. Look around. These are all people that can help you. But who's in your back seat? Is there somebody that you need to put in your back seat? When's the last time you put someone in your back seat? I mean, I've been coming here for seven years, and, you know, one time I, I, I told that lady at Starbucks about The Rock. I'm saying, who's in your back seat? I mean, sometimes, though, it's, I know it's, it's hard because it's, it's one thing when you're sitting in one of these rows in one of our campuses, or you're with a bunch of people that are, are The Rock, and, you know, you realize it's, it's, it's okay to not be okay, and we're all not okay together, and there's good music and lights, and it just feels good, and we're singing praises to God, and, you know, every once in a while, you just, you, sh- you, you shout out, you know, who's the man, and everybody else, Jesus. you know, in East County, there's a little tiny girl, and, and, and you can always, at every 12 o'clock service, you hear this, who's the man, it's like this little squeak, it's like a mouse, who's the man, mouse, and everybody shouts, Jesus, and it feels kind of good. Uh, have you ever had this experience where you're out, 
and, and you forgot it wasn't Sunday and something really happened, you got a good, good text or somebody said something to you or they, somebody buy, bought your, your meal in front of you or whatever and it's just like something really good and you're like, who's the man? And then all of a sudden you realize you were in church and you're like, oh, uh, just kidding. Uh, my, uh, I, I would probably put myself in that category before I met my friend Chad and, and Chad... Let me tell you, man, I, I, he, got, he spent some time for doing some really bad stuff, and then he got out, and he was a new creation. And he would meet me at the gym at 4.30 in the morning, and this is how Chad would meet me at the gym. He'd take my hands, and Chad's a big dude. He's a big guy. He's in that category of I can bench more than, you know, a car, and, you know, he eats rocks and eats his young. And he's, anyway, so he would <clears throat> take, take my hands. It was at 4.30 in the morning, and he just do this, and he just kind of gave me a, you know, on your knees, I'm on my knees, right? And I'm thinking we're just going to have a little quiet, quiet time of prayer. And he's like, Lord Jesus, we just thank you. He's like shouting in the, you know, I'm like, shh, you know, he's like, come on, right? And then at the end, he's like, amen. And then he looks at me on our knees, holding hands at 4.30 in the morning, 24-hour fitness. He goes, who's the man? Like that. And I'm like, Jesus? He said, who's the man? I'm like, Jesus. And he's like, come on, pastor. I'm so finally, I just got to go, Jesus. All right? That's a guy I wanted my shotgun. He's influencing. He's influencing. Uh, now I want you to say side view mirror. Write it down. Side view mirror. On count three, say side view mirror. Right, that's this thing right here. Check this out. This is cool. I know this car, like, it was born before all technology. Now they got, like, stuff, messages in your side view mirror and pictures and you can watch, you know, MSEN on your side. I mean, it's like connected online. And side view mirrors are, are intentional for, for one very, reason, very good reason. Like you're in here, right? And, and you want to you wanna see what's next to you. So you actually do this. How many of you right now on every campus, raise your hand, if you just realized there's side view mirrors on a car? <laughs> yeah, I've seen you drive. Stop driving. Okay, so see who's next to you. What, what does that have to do with relationships? I'll tell you what, that side view mirror has to do with relationships. Some of you, at every single campus, we see this. I don't care if you're you know, at, at Point Loma, which is a huge, massive group of people. For those of you that are watching online that have never been to this campus in Point Loma, 3,500-seat auditorium. It's huge. Our East County's campus is a little somewhere. There's 600. All the other campuses are about 600, 400 seats. Uh, it's, it's easy to walk into a massive place and then walk out. It's a little bit more difficult in a smaller room, but nonetheless, every single week, we see people that come, they sit in the front row, they come late, or they sit wherever they're going to sit, and then they get up and they take off early. As soon as Pastor Miles is wrapping it up, they're out of here. I want to speak to you for a minute. Okay, so in your side view mirror that you haven't checked, there's somebody, some peoples, not just a person, that could literally change your life. Maybe somebody you need. Somebody's going through something that you went through. Maybe it's somebody who... Is, is just supernaturally sitting next to you that you didn't even know was there and they've been part of your life for years. You didn't even know that they actually were a Christian or they went to this church, whatever. You know what uh, the Bible says about this? Is this In Acts 2.42, you can write that down, look it up later. There's this beautiful picture of the first community of believers. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to the fellowship, the breaking of the bread and to prayer. And everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs that were being performed by the apostle. And all believers, they were together and they had all things in common. Uh, here's another way to put it in Proverbs. It says, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. Uh, you need these people. We need each other. 
and you, if you're so focused on getting out of whatever building that you're in right now, getting away from church. In fact, if you're online watching this in your bedroom because you want to be in your pajamas and you live in San Diego, would you get out of your pajamas, put clothes on, please, and come to one of our campuses? Because there's someone that's here that you may need. There's someone here that will change your life. There's a, a young man that came forward at, at the East County campus and I, I was praying with him in, in the front of the church and he said, I just, I don't have a friend. I, I, I just so lonely. I, I need a friend. Would you just pray that I have a friend? I've been coming here for six months and I haven't really met that many people. And so I said, yeah, sure. So I started praying, God, I pray. And as soon as I said, God, I pray, and, and out of the corner of my eye, I see this guy jumping over seats and he grabs this guy by the shoulders and he's like, no way. You're here. You're a Christian. You're going to my church. They had gone to high school together. Haven't seen each other in 15 years. And they went right in the same service at the Rock Church. They were friends, just like that. Some of you need to take my challenge this morning and say, I need to stop rushing out of this place. Wherever you are. I mean, most campuses, you give free coffee and, you know, granola bars, because nothing says love like granola bars, right? Just... Here's, it's as easy as this. You just, you just look, literally, when we say, when Pastor uh, Marcus says, all right, here, this campus and, and Travis and Jason, all the other campus pastors, when they dismiss you today, they say, oh, God bless you, we'll see you next week. It's real easy. You just do this and do this. You can smile. You don't have to be outgoing to smile, right? You don't have to be rich to smile. You don't have to drive a nice car to smile. You can just do this. And that will invoke friendliness, and invoking friendliness will invoke conversation. And that's it. I mean, not like a creepy smile, like. (laughs) Saw you stand up on the 300-pound thing. Mm -hmm. Not that. Just a smile. If you're shy like my my little girl was shy when she first started, like, introducing herself to people, she'd just do this. You can do that. Like, you know, just, it's like a kind of a dance thing. Just do this. Hey. If you're outgoing, here's what I want you to do. If you're really outgoing, you're not afraid of people, you love people, I just want you to go, hi, how are you? Would you like to come to my house for dinner? That's easy. <laughs> you need somebody sitting by you. You got to check your rearview mirrors. If you don't check your rearview mirrors, you're going to miss them. Hey, family, I, I want to give us a, an opportunity to really chew on what, <clears throat> if anything, that God's been speaking to you through his word. And, and I, I want you to, to, to keep this image of this car in your mind today. And I want you to ask those three questions. Who's in my shotgun? Who's influencing me the most? I want you to ask the question, who am I influencing? Who am I putting in my back seat, taking along on this journey? And I want you to ask, who's right beside me that I didn't even know was here? Because I'm, I'm so focused on myself or getting out of here. I just Potentially, there's some relationships that you're making relationship goals that need changing in this place today, wherever you are. And, and I just want to give you a minute to kind of chew on that and actually make a decision to change some things in your life. Uh, some of you, are, you're, you need to decide right here and now, today, to what we call in the church world, recommit your life to the Lord, okay? It's, it's where you, maybe you've done it when you were a kid, you used to, you know, go to church, and maybe you've been coming in here for a long time, but you are so far, like, let's say this podium is God, and you are way over here, and guess who's pulling you over there? The influences, the influences, the influences. And you need to put your foot down and say, enough is enough. And you're going to do this today. You're going to, like, break the influence. You're going to pull over, and you're going to get whoever's in your shotgun out of your car. Okay? You need to make that decision. 
And it's literally just you confess with your mouth, you believe in your heart, and God will restore you. He'll make you new. Then some of you in this place, you've been Christians forever. Some of you have been going to the San Marcos campus since before East County was around. You've been, you've been in a microsite forever. You've been watching this service at Juvenile Hall for the last, you know, 10 to 20 years. I want to tell you something. It's time today that you take somebody with you. Put somebody in your back seat. I don't have a car. Just sit down with them. Talk to them. Metaphorically, put them in your back seat. Take them with you. I'm locked up. Talk to your celly. Talk to people in the yard. Well, put me in a really bad spot. Trust God. He's got you. It could be as easy as just, hey, will you come to church with me? Will you watch church online? Will you at least just, I, I want you to know Jesus loves you. God loves you. Would you just know that today? And today, I, I need you to decide, God's saying to some of you, that you're not going to leave your backseat empty anymore. You're going you're gonna to put people in there. And, and, and thirdly, some of you, I mean, man, you need to just say, I'm going to be part of this community. Today, you need to decide you're going to join life group. You're going you're gonna to join a group. You're going to participate with the community. Some of you today, you need to say, I'm going to go to life class. I'm just going to, I've been hearing it for weeks, months, years. I'm going to do it. And in doing so, you will be connected with people that you didn't even know existed, that you sat next to for the longest time. Or maybe it's as simple as I'm just going to introduce myself to the person around me. And right now, you know you have to. You feel your palms are getting sweaty, right? You're you're like, okay, I know this is going to happen. It's got to happen. Would you do me a favor, family, on every campus, wherever you are, would you bow your heads and close your eyes? All five of our campuses, bow your heads, close your eyes. And, And... in some sort of lockup facility, bow your heads and close your eyes. If you're home alone, bow your heads and close your eyes. If you're at Starbucks, bow your heads and close your eyes. Why? So you're not distracted. So God just has you in your head right now. Would you let him speak to you? In a minute, I'm going to ask you to take a stand. I'm literally going to say on three stand in just a minute. And when I get to three, I'm going to invite you to stand. And what are you standing for? I'll tell you what you're standing for. You're standing to literally say, at this point, God, I recommit my life to you. I, I, I commit for, from this point on. I'm not looking back. I'm not looking in my rearview mirror. I'm looking in my windshield. And, and I'm not going to be influenced anymore by those folks. And you're going to break relationship. That's what you're going to stand for. And there's another group, those of you that need to stand because... You need to get somebody today and bring them back to another service, for goodness sake. Maybe that somebody is a family member. And you're going to stand in a minute for that person that you know you need to get here. Thirdly, some of you are going to stand in just a minute when I invite you to. You're going to stand for connection in this place, ownership of this place. You're going to stand so that God will begin to tie you into this place. You got a family here. You have connections here. You have people that need you here, and you need these people here. If you're in one of those three categories, whatever campus you're on, if you're in a microsite, if you're wherever you are, I'm going to count to three, and then I'm going to ask you to stand to your feet. We're not going to draw it out. I'm going to count to three. I'm going to ask you to stand to your feet. And then if you're at a different campus besides Point Loma, some, another pastor will be there to, to tell you what's next. But if you're in one of those three categories... On the count of three, would you stand to your feet wherever you are? One, get ready. I get to three, I'm going to invite you to stand. Two, three, stand to your feet wherever you are.